This is episode 142 on the Herpreneur Show. Today we interview conscious life coach Jen Hamilton. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. So it's the day before Melbourne Cup that I'm recording this and I'm in my home office all dolled up ready to go to Melbourne Cup in my lounge room. (laughs) Why? Because my son is homesick. So I had plans on going out but hey ladies we all know it just uh, sometimes you know this happens. I thought, you know what, stuff it. I'm going to get dressed up and I'm just going to look gorgeous at home. So I'm fleeting around today in my Melbourne Cup gear. Not the heels though. No, no, no. Can't do them. (laughs) Uh, We just got back from our incredible three-day sales summit last week. We have our Convert Club biannual event. We do this for our members biannually. It's called the Drive Sales Summit to help them drive more sales, drive more motivation. And we get guest speakers on and it's such a great three days. It's just to witness what you do for your clients, the ease of sales now, the ease of their business growth. And let's face it, ladies, you're in business and you know what it's like. It can be tough bringing the money in if you don't have the right sales process in place, if you have a fear of selling, if there's just something that's uncomfortable in your financial attraction in your business, how you bring that revenue in. You know, when we witness this with some of our members in weeks, it's just it's phenomenal. We hear some of their stories and it's just so great just to witness it. And that's two days we do the Drive Sales Summit. And then day three, we do a special invitation to our level two and level three, which people have been in for years two or three with us. And we do boardroom sessions and that's just a whole new dynamics where we're boardrooming and we masterminding on each other's businesses and just the ideas that come out uh, next level. Before we move into today's interview, did you hear episode 140? If not, go back and listen to it. It's a very short episode. It's my special announcement. I really love for you ladies to do the survey I want more surveys. I want to know who you are, what you need in life, what you need in business so we can help bring the right experts to you. So at the bottom of this episode, scroll down, you'll see a link specifically for survey. Click that. It takes you about 40 seconds to complete the survey. Uh, That is going to help me help you. Now we have a very interesting interview today. We have Jen Hamilton, who is known as a coach in life, but also helping women reawaken their feminine energy inside. She's coached hundreds of women around the world. She shows them how to unearth what she calls their inner goddess and to experience true freedom in their lives. And the reason why I say it's an interesting interview, because Jen really openly speaks passionately about her journey through the dark night of the soul. And you're going to hear the word NLP. And if you do not know what NLP is, it stands for Neuro Linguistics Programming. And it really helps you see and view the world differently. It helps you with your internal communication. It also helps you with communication with other people. So you're going to hear about Jen's story going through NLP. You're going to hear a huge contrast of the person who she was beforehand, how she was handling separation, co-parenting, parenting, and then having this beautiful spiritual awakening. And then we move into some really juicy stuff. I love the back end of this interview. We talk about this code red. We talk about how to work around your period cycles, your menstrual cycles. We talk so much about helping you really uplift your life. And it falls into two parts. You hear her transformation in what brings her into being able to help people today and reawaken their their new freedom and their feminine essence 
And then just these great continual takeaways about embodying your own feminine cycles. It's a really great interview. In the interview, we talk a lot about different things at the back end that can help you. So if you're wanting to learn more about how to work with Jen, you want to learn about her program, or you want to grab your hands on the book that we mentioned, all the links are there. So all you need to do is click the link wherever you're listening to this now, and that will take you through to the blog post that has all the connections to keep you on that journey with Jen. I just want to add just a word of warning that the end of the episode's not really for little ears. So we've marked this podcast release, this episode release as explicit. Not that it's anything of foul language. It's actually talking beautifully about us women reaching our peak. So if you do have little ones around you right now, I'd probably say just hold this episode back until you're by yourself and then you can definitely dive in and really reach your divine. (laughs) But now let's dive into it. Let me welcome you to Conscious Life Coach, Jen Hamilton. Now, Jen, where are you in this beautiful land of Australia? Where do you reside? Where do you work from? I am in beautiful, sunny Queensland. So I'm in Brisbane and it is such a gorgeous part of the world. Are you you always been a Brizzy girl? No, I was born in Melbourne. So moved up in 1992 when I was very young. Um, So majority of my life I've been in Brisbane, but Melbourne still has a very, very small slice of my heart. I did go back there actually a couple of months ago. It was a very unexpected and urgent trip. My father became um, quite unwell very quickly. My parents actually live in Brisbane, but they were on holidays in Melbourne. And unfortunately, my dad took a bit of a turn. So I had to fly down very quickly. So I actually had dinner with a girlfriend the night before and she said, oh, are you going to go back to Melbourne? time soon I said I've got no plans to go back there and then literally 12 hours later I was on a plane um to get back there so I still visit every so often um but yeah I yeah Brisbane is home gosh and is your dad okay now He's fine. Yeah, okay. he's been told right. to stay put now. No, no more holidays. <laughs> Thank goodness. Just don't go on holidays, Dad, all right? <laughs> so let's dive into your genius zone. You've got what seems like an incredible background of self-discovery, self-healing, female empowerment. Ladies, she does everything from... The, the psychological work to the clinical work, the hypnotherapy, the NLP, the breakthrough stuff. If you're having a look at her beautiful background now, first thing I notice is the young living essential oils. And I was like, are they young living oils? <laughs> um, Jen, I would love to go into, because obviously we step into our genius zone and it evolves, right? So we start with one thing and then the next thing goes, oh, okay, yeah, I love that. I need that to be able to help the breakthroughs. I need this to be able to help the clients more or to help me more. So before we get into the journey of the essence of the feminine, let's talk about your journey to get to where you are today. What is your journey to get you into entrepreneurship? Oh my gosh, how long have we got? (laughs) It's been quite the journey. I'm going to condense it as much as possible. So it started probably around five years ago. I was going through a separation. Um, So I've got two little kids and I was with their dad for quite a number of years and we met each other partying back in our 20s. And, you know, there came a point where we had to sort of settle down from the partying and like kind of get to know each other um, on a completely (laughs) different level. Um, You know, we went through a lot we were together quite a number of years we went through the the death of his father we um we lost a pregnancy together and then had our two beautiful children as well mm. and throughout that experience and throughout sort of the majority of my 20s i was on a journey of some sort of self discovery and looking back from basically what i know now to what i knew then it wasn't a lot but i knew that there was something within me that i knew that there was more mm. in some way. Like I just, I was always in the corporate world. Um, I worked for some really high profile companies and I just felt like I just, I, there was more within me that I wanted to give and I didn't know what that was. And 
I very much lost myself um, in the very early stages of being a mum. I I lost myself initially in um, postnatal anxiety, um, you know, trying to do the perfect thing to be the perfect mum and, um, you know, make everything work. And then I had to, I had to go back to work after six months. And I would, I'd also just launched an e-commerce business, a health and wellness business in that time as well. Uh So Um, that was your first entrepreneurial venture, was it? Yes. Yeah. Honest, yeah, an okay. online store. So I used to have a beautiful mm-hmm. little shop and I used to sell uh, the majority of the products that I would sell were salt lamps and, um, ah. and like crystal products. And it was funny because I would very much um, model the, the biggest stores, the bigger online wellness stores. And I thought I want to be just like them. And so I would buy all of the products thinking that that was the ticket <laughs> to having the thing. And it yeah. was back in the olden days, you know, when before, you know, drop shipping or, you know, the, the amazing, um, you know, types of MLM there are, you know, mm-hmm. these days you had to order stock and it was all minimum order quantity. And yeah. you know, I had to hold stock and have insurance and have space and all of that kind of stuff. And so going through um, like motherhood, I realized, you know, I wanted more and I'd already been on a bit of a spirituality journey as well. I got really into meditation in my early twenties. I used to love going to the mind, body, spirit expo, getting my aura photo read, um, you yeah. know, having psychic readings was a big deal for me. I used to do psychometry myself. So I used to be able to read people's energy through holding a piece of jewelry or car keys. And I love that kind of stuff. And it wow. was sort of something that I really developed the skills on, you know, in, in my twenties, it kind of like, I was the weirdo. If I mentioned it, it just, it just wasn't in my circles at all. So I kind of <laughs> kept it to myself and journeying through all of that. I kind of had a year where I said, look, if I go off the rails, I go off the rails. Like I don't even know who I am anymore. And there's this thing that happens psychologically that when we go through something quite traumatic, where we um, regress to the person or the way of being that we were before the, the whole event happened. So I kind of went back to party gen that I was back in my twenties. Cause I remember mm-hmm. that was the last time I was truly what I thought was happiness back then, mm-hmm. um, you know, before this relationship with this man started. Yeah. I went through that for a little while and it just was not serving me. And I, I had lost a lot of weight. I had become um, very, very skinny and I was working at a gym and behind closed doors, I was smoking cigarettes. I was drinking, I was starving myself and I was doing all the things to numb because I just refused to feel and face off with all of my things. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because my, my self-worth was just absolutely like bottomed out. It was a sitting in zero and I relied on external validation for everything. And I remember people seeing me and they'd say, wow, you look amazing. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can't give up this lifestyle. I can't yeah. you know, stop the drinking, the smoking, the starving because I have this image to uphold now. And I was having so much fun and I was being validated and all of the things. Yeah. And I remember sitting at work one time, this is probably about um, eight months after the separation, I was listening to a podcast and they were interviewing a hypnotherapist. And I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my God, that's it. I want to study that. I'm so fascinated by how our mind works. I have such a passion for, um, you know, going a bit beyond the norm, essentially. Like what Mm -hmm. is the subconscious mind? How does hypnotherapy work and why does it have such a great success rate? And so I remember Googling that day, um, you know, where can I go to learn this? And I spoke to the Institute of Applied Psychology in Sydney and I said, oh, when are you guys coming to Brisbane again? They said, oh, look, we don't have any dates booked in, but we we start in 10 days in Sydney. You'd have to come to Sydney to do your prac um, for four months, for four weekends, um, for four months. And um, and then the rest is online. Um, so I went on the journey and yeah, 10 days later, I found myself in Sydney um, studying hypnotherapy. And what I loved about that is obviously like you get to do prac on each other in the room. You've got to learn how to do it. Yeah. And it was great because I had so much content every time. I'm like, I'm a little fucked up. Let's bring this forward. You know, how can yeah. I hypnotize myself out of these things? And what they said during that, they said, oh, look, when um, when you do hypnotherapy, a lot of the language that's used is also crossed over in NLP, so neuro-linguistic programming. They said, we do recommend um, studying NLP and, you know, we offer that course if you want to. 
And the person that I was working for um, at the gym I was managing was actually, she was in the personal development space and her and um, a colleague of her in the industry were putting together a pilot program for NLP and to do masters as well. And so she's like, oh, why don't you come and do it through us? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. That saves me having to travel travel more. Um, And I can do it with people that I know. And what I didn't realize through studying NLP is that I had to do the work on myself. Yes, you do. And so <laughs> on the on the second day of doing this, I had an almighty breakdown. Um, I had numbed out for so long that I just had, um, I had no feelings. My, my language before I understood the power of language was I'm dead inside and I'm emotionally calcified. I essentially wore it as a badge of honor because, you know, I'm untouchable. I don't feel a thing. I can get through my life, like all of the bullshit that I would tell myself. And then when it came time to, to do NLP and I had to, you know, do the work on myself and all the mirrors were held up for me. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Something's not okay here. I'm very much out of alignment. And the whole idea was yeah, doing the work on yourself to then be able to support other people. I thought I was just going in to help others. Yeah. It was just a big mirror being held up for me. And so I remember on the first day, I was like, I want to cry. And at that stage, I couldn't even cry. I was that numb. I'm like, I'm feeling things, but I want to cry. We went home that night. This is going to show my age. I I streamed the movie Beaches because I knew that that movie would make me cry. That's that Bed Bed Midler movie. Yeah, yeah. I knew that it always <laughs> made me cry. So I watched it that night just to feel some emotion. And I started like, I had like this tiny little blubber to myself. I'm like, okay, good. We got that out. We're fine. And I went in the next day and I was so resistant to what I was learning and had to like do the work on myself. Oh, wow. I, um, I actually got really triggered at one point and the facilitator um that was running it I like it was there was it was a male and I had been through like a big part of my life where I was very good at manipulating men and getting what I wanted um and I couldn't manipulate this guy he just saw straight through me and just I couldn't get away with anything yeah and I remember like the, <laughs> what he told me, he said, you know, basically um, your whole life is a lie and no one is coming to save you. And that didn't go down well for me. And I remember I took the lunch break and I was like, fuck this. I'm not going back. I'm right? leaving. I'm leaving. I want a refund. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't go back after lunch. And then eventually like I messaged um, my friend. I'm like, can you bring my bags to the front? I'm leaving. I'm not coming back in. And then she didn't get the message. I was like, oh, I've got to walk back in there. So I walked back into my room, into the room and I grabbed my bag. And it's funny because when we were learning about, you know, how to be a good coach, essentially, we were taught that if someone is in a process, you don't touch them. You just let them be like hold space, let them be in their process. You know, you don't try to save them. And so I walked back in and I went to grab my staff and the the male facilitator said, oh, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm leaving. And I grabbed my stuff and I walked out and he came after me and I turned around and I looked him dead in the eye and I said, don't be a shit coach. And he was just like, oh, whoa. And I was just, I was a mess. And my um, my boss at the time came after me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm like, I didn't even know how to deal with this information. Like I can't, I can't do this. I I don't like my whole life is a mess. What am I going to do with this? And I just said, I I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be in this life anymore. I don't want to be in this body anymore. And I went and sat in my car and I sat in my car. I'm like, someone's going to come after me. Surely they're going to come after me. Surely someone's worried worried and will come after me. And they didn't. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to follow through with going home. So I went home and I had a breakdown. I, everything that had to come out, came out. And I was in a really, really dark place that afternoon Mm -hmm. because everything that I had been avoiding was held up in front of me throughout this course. It had all come to a head. Mm. And then a couple of hours later, there was a knock at the door and it was my, um, it was my boss and one of the other guys that was doing the course. And I remember opening the door and seeing them. And I just 
fell into their arms and I lay on the floor, just head down on the ground, screaming, crying. All they did was just hold space for me to just be and go through my process. And I was just wailing and snotting and crying. Everything came out. And then there comes a point where you're just so empty and then there's no noise left. And then you get to the point where it's like, okay, it's out now and I'm okay. And then it was like, I can get up now and it's all gone and nothing's got a hold of me anymore. And they just, they sat with me and they held space for me. And I realized in that moment that once I had felt all of the things that I had been running from, that I could then choose to redesign my life, how I wanted it to be. What are the Mm -hmm. pieces, all the fragmented pieces on the floor? If I was to pick those back up and be really selective with what I picked back up, what would that look like? Yeah, it's it's powerful stuff. I think one of the best things that someone can do is the exploration of themselves, whether it be through NLP, if it's through any type of yogi that's taking you through, you know, the course of life. I've got a spiritual coach now I've been working with for a while. But um, the NLP stuff, it's with you for life. And you normally go into it because either one or two things. One, you want to fix yourself. You want to have that breakthrough. You know, there's things that you want to do to up level or you do it because you think that it's going to help you with your career, which was what I did. I thought I want to learn to be able to do big major breakthroughs when I'm on stage. And I was already doing a lot of stage work with my craft, but I thought this is the stuff that's really going to not realizing that that's (laughs) the work was on yourself. And, you know, with NLP and their masters, it's like, okay, what other problem can I pick? What other problem can I pick? (laughs) And then you do hypnosis and master hypnosis. And that was awesome as well. But my, I did the the NLP first and I did the, the, the hypnosis afterwards where yours was the other way around though to this day it's amazing to have all those things in your tool belt because as soon as I started to chat to you and when I was reading your bio I could see all these things that you do and it's it's one extra thing that you can put in your bag to help a person have the breakthrough absolutely I might have some woman come to me that will want help and yeah she's in a growth stage of a business So she wants help with maybe redesigning her sales system and doing whatever with the sales to up-level the sales. But then we know that there's stuff that you're going to up-level with yourself. So next minute, we're like, okay, I'm just going to really like um, hypnosis process on you. Just sit back for a second. You might do the family table or you do the trans-derivational search. And then it's incredible because you can bring all these amazing things to the table to help them. And so when you're right, yeah, it's in in addition, you know, to what you do already. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What resonated with me, with you, was you said it's hard to describe what it is you do because I'll dress the door as I help entrepreneurial women in, in their business to make money with sales. But there's so much more. <laughs> like, how do you explain what it is that you do? Yeah. Now you've dived into an area of divine feminine. Mm. And that's where I really want to go. Yes. Because I realized that my burnout through entrepreneurship a few years ago now. I was really working in my masculine. Mm. I was very driven. It was very self-competitive. It was very driven by numbers and by outcome. And there was a big burnout. And even though my background, funny enough, it's like we're these little twin flames, Jen, because my background was in health and fitness too originally. So I used to run health clubs. I used to do fitness, teach it from the age I was 15. They had to lie about my age to get into it. (laughs) And that brought me into the sales and the business and then the public speaking because, you know, teaching on stage to people in group fitness, I was already a great presenter. Got it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's amazing that transition. Though I, even though I kept up the exercise, Jen, I still burnt out because I wasn't working with my divine feminine. Mm-hmm. And now that's been really my concentration the last three years of this new breakthrough and just allowing this space and allowing this energy 
to flow through. And I really would love to speak to you, for you to be able to impart on the women. How do we do that? What is the divine feminine? Or well, let's talk about divine feminine essence first. Let's talk about what is that. And then I'd like to move into what are some things we can do to connect with it? Yeah, beautiful. So it's the essence of being women being the woman that we are it's you know it's connecting to being in flow i mean if you think you know biologically um you know men and women right so the men penetrates and the woman she's penetrates. doing she's doing the circle with the finger girls <laughs> <laughs> for you that listen on the podcast it's we'll make literally. sure we have the video on instagram of that. <laughs> women are literally biologically and energetically wired to receive to be in the mm. receivership so when we're masculine based in our business and yes we need to have a healthy balance of both but when we're in an unhealthy level of masculine in our business we're chasing we're pushing, mm, yeah. we're hustling, we're going after. When we're in our feminine essence, we're open to receive, we're flowing, we're allowing it in, you know, we're mm. working very energetically. And so that's where I've learned to go within my business and teach people as well. So when we bring in our divine feminine essence, we we bring in creativity, we bring in color, we bring in flow, we work with our cycles, we understand that we're a, you know, we all have cycles, we have, you know, 28 days plus or minus either way cycles. We're not meant to be, you know, hustling and working really hard throughout that whole cycle. You know, I, you know, since I've been tracking my cycle for the last year, year or so, what I've learned to understand is, you know, how we associate our cycles to the seasons. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so this is the beautiful work of um, Lisa Lister's book, Code Red. Um, I highly recommend it. If you haven't listened to it, it's been an absolute game changer for me. And when we talk about our menstrual cycle, we talk about being in our inner winter. It's where we want to go into hibernation. Mm -hmm. It's where we want to eat more. It's where we want to feel comforted. You know, when we're coming out of that, we're coming into our springtime. It's like, oh, the flowers are starting to bloom again. The sun's coming out and I've got this more energy, right? And we're like in mm -hmm. Brisbane at this time and space right now, we're coming into that spring energy. Oh yeah. We're feeling it here but too. Yeah, it's, like yeah, yeah. the sun on our skin, the friend mm -hmm. is just about to go yep. pop, like it's all happening. When we're in our summertime, we're up early, we've got all this energy to do so much stuff. We feel like we're on fire because it's mm. just that warmth that we're experiencing. Yeah. And the lightness, just a lightness, yes. isn't there? Yes. Mm. Yes. And so when we come into our autumn time, it's when, you know, the leaves start to drop and it's starting to get a bit cooler and we want to go inwards a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way I refer to it is, you know, I've never actually seen someone outside in my garden during, you know, autumn when the leaves are dropping, running out going, no, 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 we need to stick these leaves back on, put them back on the tree, <laughs> right? We allow nature to flow. We allow the trees to drop their leaves. So why do we push and hustle ourselves to be in a seat mm. that our body's not in? Mm. So really and just tapping into what it is that our body's asking us to do. Can I clarify, are you talking about the cycle of the month the summer, autumn, winter. Of your own you, menstrual cycle. Of the own menstrual cycle, yes. Because yeah, so I'd love to yeah. dive into that more. We did have um, a, a beautiful lady, I think about a year ago, talk about the cycles, but let's go there again because I haven't heard it referred to in your way. And this is a beautiful thing, ladies, isn't it? Like no matter if you're a coach, a consultant or an expert, whatever you do, the way that you teach it, your words, your expression is how someone else needs to hear it. And just the way that Jen's talking about it, maybe it came from the code red or wherever it's come from, but the way that Jen's delivering it now, I've gone, oh, I haven't heard it explained like this. And this is a way that I will get it. So please go on a little bit deeper. Yes. So I, I have an app where I track where I'm at in my cycle. And mm -hmm. so I know that like if there's certain 
hormones that are going through my system, I'm going to perhaps be a little bit ragey or impatient mm -hmm. when I'm in my autumn because, you know, the hormones are starting to drop right before you start to bleed. And, you know, it's okay to be a bit short-tempered. It's okay to get frustrated with things. So I understand that there's certain things that need to happen in my life and in my business that mm -hmm. are different to a different time of the month. It's when I need more yoga and Pilates, mm -hmm. you know, instead of lifting the weights, I don't have yes. the strength to be lifting, lifting the weights at that time. Mm -hmm. I know that when I'm in my springtime, I've got beautiful ideas coming through. I know that in my summertime, so which is ovulation, oh my gosh, I've got the power. The content is yeah. flying out of me. I'm up early in the morning. She can go I'm and like, do that high intensity class. Yes, yes. That is where yeah. I'm like, yes, get me mm. to the hot Pilates for an hour and then mm. let's take you some weights afterwards. And, you know, what are we doing yeah. later on tonight? When I'm in my winter, so when I'm bleeding, it's like, okay, let's go inwards. And that's when my intuition is so heightened. That's wow. when I get to check in with myself and go, okay, my body is physically shedding. What do I need to shed energetically from the month that I've just been through? Mm -hmm. What is it that I need to let go from my being so that mm -hmm. I can go through this renewal process? So would journaling be a really good time to do that as well? Yes. Yeah, so look, I'm, I'm an advocate for yeah. journaling. <laughs> Uh, day or night yeah yeah whatever, yeah whatever that really shows up you know whenever mm, that whenever yeah you feel called to and you know I've all I've worked with so many people they're like I just don't know what to write I'm like that's perfect because if you sit there with a you know with your journal and a pen and yeah. like words pictures sketches I mean if you want to draw a dick and balls in your diary then you do that right <laughs> if that's what's real for you do that yeah. if you want to write down all the things that you're grateful for do that too you know mm. just let it flow and so I always find that um, you know journaling is so supportive of that I yes. I work with ceremonial cacao as well mm -hmm. so I create ritual in my day where I sit down in the morning um, or the afternoon because I've been doing intermittent fasting so sometimes I'll break fast with the cacao in the afternoon and I'll sit down and I might you know do a scent tent with my essential oils and I'll do like that or I you know, you can't see it on the podcast, but all my Oracle cards take up a whole shelf behind me. Oh, they're all Oracle cards. Wow. They're all Oracle cards. Yeah. <laughs> and tarot cards. So if I feel called to working and, you know, wanting some guided messages, if I just am too in my head to hear what's going on with my own intuition, or if I'm looking for guidance, then I'll reach, you know, mm. Oracle or tarot, oral journal, or I'll just listen to a song that I really love or mm. I'll play, I've got crystal bowls, so I might play the crystal bowls, whatever that is. It's yeah. just about creating that time for devotion to myself to essentially come home to myself and listen to what it, what my body's asking of me. What is my soul asking of me? Mm. Well, with the sound, the, the sound stuff that you were saying sorry to not have the, the proper, bowls yes yeah yeah I remember going to a sound healing meditation never been to one before never understood about the sounds and we had to say an intention of what we wanted in that meditation and stupidly I said I want to be able to hear my conscious thoughts I don't know why I said that I'm still embarrassed to this day when I said it and sure enough my brain would not stop through the whole meditation. I'm like, I need to go back there again and have a different intention so I can really enjoy the sounds. What is it with sounds? What does it do with our chakras or chakras or what does it do with our body? So sound is frequency. Right? Mm. And we are frequency, we are energy. So if we go, if we sort of play in a bit more of a metaphysical space and talk about quantum and all that kind of stuff, which is like my jam, we're all just frequency. Everything is frequency. Yeah. And so sound is a way in which it's the same as music. You know, you might know of a particular song that comes to mind where it just speaks to your soul. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the voice of the person singing it, or it's the sound of the instruments being played that activates something within you. Yeah. And it's interesting because the type of work that I do, you know, as a coach or, you know, when I'm facilitating, even when I'm speaking on social media, I will refer to the fact that like people can like listen to me, but they might not be able to hear me. Mm. Okay, So they can physically hear noise coming in, but there is a frequency that I'm speaking from essentially my heart as I'm, you know, channeling what needs to come through mm -hmm. and 
perhaps wisdom that's coming through that somebody needs to hear and they'll feel it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the people that are essentially on my frequency are the ones we're just tuned to the same frequency. Okay. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, I'm in Brisbane, you're in WA. Okay. Yeah. If I try and tune into you know, a radio station, say Nova, for example, right, I, I can't reach the Western Australia version of Nova. It's a different frequency to what mm-hmm. I can in Brisbane. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just meaning we're on a different frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I tuned into the Brisbane one, then I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So there are what? certain frequencies yeah. that we align to and it's the crystal bowls. It's sound healing that will activate something within your own mm. vibration and frequency that can take you to a level. Now, even all of the essential oils, they all have a frequency. They're, they're yeah. the plant, that plant medicine right there. Mm-hmm. And so there's something that gets to interact with your personal frequency. That's going to give you the chills or it's going to take your place or it's going to remind you of something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. The music. Oh, Jen, music for me. And and the experience of dance. And I truly, truly believe one thing that I have as a gift is to help a woman get into her feminine through dance. Yes. And I can have any woman learn to dance, doesn't matter how unco they are. As soon as I get her to connect with her hips and her knees, because when you move your knees, your hips Mm -hmm. release. But the power of music in itself, it's interesting you're talking about this vibration, you know, this this frequency. I've never thought about it like the frequency. I feel it lifts my frequency, but never thought of the noise of the music is the frequency that's doing it. So um, that's that's an amazing uh-huh right there. And ladies, if you're like going, oh, this is a little bit woo-woo for me, <laughs> I need to work on your base chakra <laughs> and your crown chakra. Uh, but what I'm saying is you you actually have this ability, but some of us aren't tapping into it or we don't realise it's there because when Jen was talking about that, she could tune in to Brisbane maybe easy, but maybe she couldn't tune in to, to, to Western Australia. It's just like when you walk into a room and I want you to think about this for a moment. Have you ever walked into a room and people have stopped talking and you feel like there was something wrong and you have asked what ha- what's happened? It's because you've picked up the frequency in the air, the energy when you've walked in. So if this feels a little bit out of, if it seems different for you, this conversation, understand you will know it because it has happened to you, but maybe you haven't tuned in, (laughs) pardon the pun, (laughs) (laughs) to really what's going on. And I just love this conversation, Jen. And if we can go even deeper now. Go there. Go there. (laughs) When you have a client come into you, come to you, maybe they're coming to you. Is it true that they've come to you for something, but then you work out what it is that they need through that journey of that consultation? Because there's this beautiful divine messaging that comes to you, however it comes to you or through you, that then you know what you need to do. Absolutely. So through obviously through my training, so clinical hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, I have training in understanding it. And my intuition is something yeah. that I work on every single day and something that has never failed me. And it's something that I can pick up on. I can feel energy. Mm-hmm. I can see energy and I can literally look into someone's eyes and obviously with their permission and consent and really read their energy. And I can, I can listen to them. And what I'll do is I'll listen to the way they speak. And as soon as they start speaking, I will know, I'll I'll hear what sort of surface level and I'll know completely what's going on underneath. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, how, how ready are you to have an awakening because once you know the things, you can't <laughs> unknow the thing. <laughs> I love it. Let's talk about intuition. Yes. This is definitely a natural feminine trait. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we can do to help us hear it, feel it, know it? Where's the wisdom come from? How do we find that wisdom to actually know this is actually my intuition? For instance, I'm going to give you ladies an example here. Our coaching program we run, we do twice a week, we do an open mic 
coaching. So everyone jumps on whoever needs help. Uh, my husband was on yesterday and I could hear a lady say to him, hey, I've just got this inquiry. I felt weird as soon as I got the email. My ears prick up. Bing! <laughs> and I'm hearing in the background and she's saying, I don't know. There was something about the email. She felt short to the point. She wanted all my services before our call. We've got a call book today. I'm thinking, okay, trust your intuition. That was the first thing. And then my husband goes, okay, well, and he went into sort of the manly mode, like, okay, well, this is what you can say here. This is like gave her the structure of what to say. When you get on the call, say this. And I'm sitting there going, and she needs to feel, she needs to trust. So it wasn't my day on the call. So then once he finished, she actually wrote on the Facebook group. She wrote the message. We have a, a 48-hour return message, whatever's on there, but obviously she wrote it eight hours ago or the night before. First thing in the morning, she's on asking this question. So I went on the Facebook message and I just said, firstly, I want you to trust your own feminine intuition. I said, there was a sign the moment you said it, do everything that Pete's saying about how to respond, about how to set up that, that, that structure of the call. But please do not disown that intuition. If it doesn't feel right, even when you've got some structure around it, you don't have to have everyone as a client. By saying no will allow you to say the yes. Now, that was my intuition, Jen, that came up from me hearing her. But how do we tap into this daily? How is it that we know and just go, I've just got to trust this? Mm, great question. And this is, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go in a circle here. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I want to speak into is how do we know what is ego and what is intuition? Mm. So essentially the ego is the voice of the subconscious. Okay. So the subconscious mind, consider it like the, the motherboard of the computer that stores all of the information. Oh, okay. that's a great example. The motherboard. Love it. Yeah. And so <laughs> Um, just to give you a bit of bit of psychoeducation, from the ages of zero to seven, we're in what's called a theta brainwave. Okay. So it's that hypnotic state where you're not quite awake, you're not quite asleep. Okay. This is why we refer to kids as sponges. My gosh, they pick up everything. They're like little sponges, mm -hmm. right? Because they are. Every single piece of information is going in. Okay. And then we're really starting to solidify our beliefs by the age of seven and then up to like seven to 14, we're really gathering our view of the world. Okay. Now don't forget everything is at play here. Every piece of information through the home life, through school, through the TV, through the radio, through songs, through movies, it's all going in and being programmed. Okay. This also happens when we're in adult life. You know how you're like you're driving along and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been driving for five minutes. How did I get here? The radio is playing in the background. You've got no idea what's been on. Basically, all that information is going in is being stored in your subconscious, right? The voice of the subconscious is what we call the ego. The poor ego gets such a bad rap, okay? But if we understand what the ego is, it's just there to do a job, okay? That's, the, that's what we call like the voice of the mind or the creative brain, okay? That's a different topic in itself. How we differentiate between the ego mind and the intuition is most likely you will hear the ego in your head and the intuition mm -hmm. comes from your solar plexus or your heart. It mm -hmm. does not rattle on for days. It does not argue. It is, it's kind of like a whisper than a chatter. Mm -hmm. And it'll come through as more like an inner knowing yeah. than you can hear with your either your physical or your like internal ears. Mm. So when you just have that, that gut feeling, that gut knowing, that is your intuition. And the mm. way that we cultivate understanding and working with it more is a very holistic perspective. So we have to, first of all, know and listen to it when we first hear it and acknowledge it and be like, yes, I want to learn to how to tap into that more. But it also comes through being well-rested. It also mm. coming through having... Um, 
putting good food in to nourish Thank you body, very much. Yes. It's the vessel to receive yes. that. It comes through dance and embodied practice. It mm. comes through, um, you know, being as close to nature as possible. I don't know about you, but if I spend a day at the beach or out in nature or, you know, swimming mm. naked in a creek and under a waterfall, oh, I'm nice. like... <laughs> I am like my open intuition. Isn't she sensual, ladies? Isn't she (laughs) sensual? It's like all of the stuff just comes flooding Mm. through to me. I'm a wide open channel for it. So if we want to cultivate more of being in alignment with our intuition, we have to do all of the things to be so ourselves to be mm-hmm. so unwavering in ourselves. And this is where the divine feminine essence come in because that is in alignment with our intuition. If mm-hmm. we're you know, pushing and penetrating and doing the masculine things, yeah. forcing and going against what is you know seasonal to us, then mm. we're going to be basically cock-blocking our own intuition. <laughs> yeah, love it. What an incredible answer, hey, ladies. I truly believe about the clean vessel. Because when I was pushing and very goal driven, and I really should have been the most feminine time of my life because I had a son, I just had a baby. But I was like, oh, I don't want to be knocked off my perch. I've worked so hard. It was all driven by fear, if you look at it underneath. Mm. I was scared I was going to lose my place in line when I've worked so damn hard to get to it. So I continued to work hard. And then I continued to work hard. And then I was exhausted at night. So then I needed a drink. And then I was like, oh, my God, they wake up in the morning and I go, damn it, I feel like crap now. And I'd try and go and exercise. So everything's all about exertion, pushing, and this external fulfillment. And then I knew that things had to change. I knew things had to change. And the cleaner I became, the more organic food I ate, cut out the sugar, cut out the alcohol and did more pole dancing, more feminine type of dancing (laughs) connecting with my body instead of like going I'm gonna do sprints and (laughs) push 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 the crazy thing is that's when my ideas started to flow naturally yeah and I was like oh sometimes you can be told something Jen but it's not until you really experience it is when you get that congruency do you know what I mean yep Yep. And when it finally lands, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, this whole time. <laughs> and then you've got conviction. Then you're like, yeah. you know, you talk, you've got the essential oils behind you. I went to a, um, a convention for Young Living in Brisbane many years ago now. And that was when I went into conviction for oils. Mm. because I remember there was a guy behind me at the conference and he was this real look like real blokey bloke he had still had his work boots on like dirt on them and and I'm like what are you here for and he goes oh you know I'm he goes I'm a builder I'm a plumber by trade and he goes and I had my friends over for a barbecue and he goes and I cut my hand really badly straight down from his thumb to his palm. And he said, and I've been a builder for years and I know, you know, I've seen a cut. And he goes, and that I knew I needed to get to hospital straight away. And he goes, but one of my airy freery friends had her essential oils and she had myrrh. Oh, yes. And he goes, and she put this myrrh stuff on me and I'm thinking, get your hocus pocus stuff off. And he goes, and the blood stopped Mm -hmm. instantly. Mm -hmm. Same with helichrysum, yeah. That night, I kid you not, I go back to my apartment with my friends and I'm creating a cheese platter and I'm cutting up the cheese and the food. And guess what I do? Cut yourself. I cut myself. <laughs> I said to my girlfriend, quick, which essential oil do we have in our little packs? And it was like the matrix. We poured the oil, we dripped the oil on my finger. I can't remember which one we had. It might have been Hillary's, it might have been oil. I might have been frankincense I don't know which one it was it was one of them and it was like the blood stopped in slow motion it was like mm-hmm. conviction mm-hmm. so what I love about this ladies is Jen is giving us such a deep 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 view of transformational work for you to be able to really help tap into your feminine energy what things can you do right now to help really clean that vessel so you can really start to receive. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you can decide 
You got to decide that you want to change or that you want to be open or that you are committed to cleaning up the vessel and having Mm. a different experience of life. Mm. And so for me, that looked like, you know, very similar to you, you know, cutting back on the alcohol. I still have the occasional drink every now and then. I like a a nice glass of of organic red. Oh, don't you Um, worry. I still have my my, my wine, but I was drinking a little bit too much back then. Yeah, I so needed really, it. Yeah. Before, now I don't need it. It was like I needed it at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That was the difference. Yeah. So just checking in with your body about what is it that like intuitive eating, what does my body need? Do I need some greens today? Do I just need mm. to have a smoothie? Am I, you know, really just needing some more sweet potato in my life? Like what is it that my body is really calling for? Um, for me personally, I, um, I've i been vegan since May last year. Um, and I found that through doing a lot of energetic work and working with a lot of plant medicine, I wasn't aligned to using animal products anymore. So mm. for me, that was a big part of cleaning up my vessel. Um, you know, so just checking in with all of the things that actually felt as though they were nourishing me and mm-hmm. doing more of that. Anything yeah. that didn't feel like they were nourishing me, either in moderation or choosing to let them go. Mm. Yeah. Jen, we've got two different women here that listen to the show. We've got the women that in entrepreneurship, it could be their first time doing entrepreneurship. They're in the startup phase. I'd love for you to give a piece of information that you think would really help them at the, that phase of life. And then a piece of information that you feel would really be great for a woman that's in the growth phase where she's up leveling, she's really owning her worth, but she's really to, ready to expand. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I learned in the first part of my business, especially through um, the, the failing forward that we talk about is get really comfortable with being wrong. Okay. And I remember <laughs> I did an Instagram post on this a little while ago yeah. and I- that if I could go back and tell the version of myself that I was, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. it'd be okay with being wrong because being safe and being right is actually how we're coded for survival. It's how we've survived being humans for, you know, all of these centuries, right? And we have this fear of being wrong and we have all these conditions about being wrong and that it's unsafe and we go into survival mode and like that's a different topic in itself. But when we can find safety within ourselves to be wrong, we're actually open to learning a lot more. Mm. And then we can actually go, do you know what? I was actually okay to be wrong. In fact, I right royally got it wrong and I learned the best things from it. And that's something that I really had to be okay with. I, yeah. I'm Virgo. I'm, you know, a manifesting generator. Um, and even though I don't, you know, really subscribe to the labels, one of the things about me is that I have very high standards for myself. And one of the things that I really struggled with was being wrong or looking like I had failed or that I couldn't keep mm-hmm. up with this person, that person, that company, all of those things. Mm. Just being, you know, really comfortable in um, getting it wrong and failing is what's going to allow you to just continue to grow and evolve. And, you know, as far as being in the growth phase, one of the things I had to do was be prepared to awaken to the fact that everything is going to change when you realize that the way you used to do things will no longer be the way you continue to do things and move. Mm. So be prepared to unlearn everything that you thought you knew. Mm, yeah I think that's powerful as well because what sometimes not sometimes what what gets you to whatever figure or experience if it's you know you're chasing the six figures or the seven figures of your business what got you there there's a different level that needs to get you to that next level or there's a different version or there's a different experience that we need to be able to embrace because doing the same is not going to get us to that next level normally. Absolutely. Um, and one of the things I love to do is to meet a new version of myself. Oh, I love, yes. Let's I love this. wildly uncomfortable. So yeah. for me, like I am a warm-blooded human. The cold is just like, it's a big no for me. 
So what I do to meet a new version of myself is when I, especially in winter, I will go to the beach and I will do a sunrise swim in the ocean. And that moment just before, like when you decide to launch up and out of the water and you've got no control in those seconds when gravity just pulls you into the water, the version that you will meet of yourself on the other side of coming back out from that water is a completely different person that dove in. Mm. And I did in June, I challenged myself and some of the um, the beautiful humans that I was working with in one of my coaching programs, we did Joyful June and it was finding the joy and the discomfort. For me, it's also skydiving. I'm actually taking a client skydiving soon because we're, um, we're you know, breaking through. <laughs> still in the fear anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like literally we're breaking through. Like, what is it that you need to let go of? Like, how can you yeah. get wildly uncomfortable and meet a new version of yourself because the version of you that's sitting you know six seven mm. feet and beyond you're yeah. not the version that you are now and that's mm. okay so if you get yeah. comfortable with um being uncomfortable it's going to be a much more beautiful process and my gosh you're going to have some good stories to tell along the way as well <laughs> that's how I got into pole dancing actually because it was whenever I was doing intakes, my mastermind, I was thinking, well, I'm asking them to step up to stretch themselves. What am I doing this month to stretch myself? Well, I do intakes twice a year. Um, so it was, what am I doing before this launch? And that's how I got into pole dancing. Beautiful. I love I could, that. I, I, can, I can dance for days, danced on stage, give me the biggest crowd possible. And I'm there, put me one-on-one -on -one with my husband there's a level of self-conscious like I'm not dancing so I thought okay I'm gonna do pole dancing because after eight weeks you do the presentation to your partner mm -hmm. and that was so out of my comfort zone little did I know that I was going to end up loving it because it brought me into my feminine Jen what is the technique the process I've only just remembered this now one of my favorite processes I used to do was getting a client to sit there and you do the breath work to then find that next version of you and then they step into their future self's body and then they open they breathe into their lungs and they open their eyes and they look out what is that technique called because i loved it and i've totally even forgot it was even what did, was there a name for that oh. or I mean, there's there's future future scripting, future visioning. Future scripting is where you write down. Maybe it's future visioning. Future oh, visioning, yeah. Oh, ladies, this is something. I'm telling you, it is it is an amazing piece of work. You could even do if it was through journaling as well. But maybe it might be someone like Jen that can guide you through it. Yeah. So it's um that's that when you just can meet that next version of yourself. How is she standing? What is she thinking? What does she say? You know, you notice different things. It's um that just came to me now when you've just talked about that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, I actually have. I have a um one of my eBooks that I have available, and also a visualization meditation to go with it. Is visualizing and connecting with your higher self. Yeah, you know, having a conversation with her, and you know, noticing how does she speak, how does she show up as in the world, um, what is her energy like, and then really just bringing that back in and being the embodiment of her. And, and I refer to that as your goddess. Okay. So you're okay. in a high level. Yeah. Do we have access to that? Can we get going to give you access to that? Absolutely. Yay! Yes. We will arrange that. So that will be um, my gift to the audience. That's so good. Uh, ladies, what we'll do is everything we're talking about today the links will be below. So just click the link on the podcast and that will take you through the blog page. We'll also have the code read in there and how to um, stay in touch with Jen. Jen, you've got a program launch coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about it in case the ladies do want to continue doing some work with you? Yes. So my program Unearth Goddess, um, it's actually recently been overhauled because I've run Unearth Goddess and another program called Embodied Goddess. And there was just so much epicness to it that I went, do you know what? Let's bring it all into one space. Um, so that's going to be available depending when we go live with this podcast, that's going to be available in the next couple of weeks. So, um, um, probably mid-November yes. and it's going to be on a brand spanking new platform as well. So it'll be, um, you'll be able uh -huh. to access all of the content. Plus I'll have my online um, library of content that you'll have access to. So if you want to play in the woo-woo space, if you want to play in the spiritual space, yeah. play metaphysical, um, there'll be so much epic content in there. And then plus also the opportunity to do some, um, 
some Q&A calls with me. Plus also I have one-on-one spaces available as well. Yeah, perfect. And is that an evergreen course? It, it will be. This yeah, one. okay. So yeah. ladies, no matter when you're listening to this, um, it will the links will be there and they'll be live. So um, you can go through and do some work with Jen. Uh, Jen, I finished the interview always with this one question. And I'd be very curious to know because, my gosh, between swimming naked in a pond and jumping in the beach and doing oils and doing a crystal ball sounds, I don't know how you're going to answer this. (laughs) What is the one thing for your physical body to do that you know if you were to do this physical thing, it will bring you back into the happiest version of yourself? What would it be? Orgasm. (laughs) say that (laughs) we are trying to get um regina on i don't know if you know oh mama gina yeah mama gina so um ladies that will definitely be under the explicit uh interview but i'm telling you when you start to learn about um, I'm going to say clitoris now. <laughs> we'll have this exclusive. We've dropped a couple of F-bombs, but it's okay. It's not, <laughs> it's not that bad. But the one thing when she said the reason why we are so damn stressed is because we have 8 million nerve endings on the end of our clitoris. Mm-hmm. And that is only there for one use. Yep. For orgasming, for pleasure. pleasure. It's not like the male instrument to pee out of. It is for one. Mm-hmm one thing and when she yep. started saying that I went okay bring it on <laughs> and as she says put your hands over your pussy and make a decision that's that's where that you want to find your intuition touch yourself <laughs> I love it so uh yeah we're trying to get her on we've done the application it's a bit of a few hoops to jump through so we're hopefully going to get her on because that's going to be wow one interview oh, and a half. so thank you for the the segue into that <laughs> And let's just see if we can make that happen, hey? I'm holding the grace. highest of intention right now. I am going to, I, yeah. Maybe I'm, we'll do I'm a three-way. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I love it. Uh, Jen Hamilton, thank you for gracing us with your amazing energy, your uh, just your genius and the change that you're doing out there for women in the world. It's just beautiful. And um, the, the journey that brings you to today, you know, everything, you join the dots now when you look back, you know, it's just so beautiful just to be able to witness that. So thank you so much for saying yes to being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> you're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out. <laughs>